to write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just this guy? I don't know Myself prestige with My partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made EZ Blues Is in the building EZ Blues, you are better with introductions more than me Who do we have with us today On Behind the Brand they say there was a secret chord that David played and he pleased the Lord, but you don't care for music too much, do you? It goes like this, a fourth, a fifth, a minor fall and a major lift, and a battle cry, we shout a hallelujah. Music has almost from the root come hand in hand with spirituality. What you believe, who you believe, is not for us to tell you. We can merely speak of our journeys and go forward. But when you can connect that beautiful fifth chord to the way your heart can be projected onto this world, it is one of the most beautiful things in the world. Today, we are honored. Today, we are privileged to have the amazing, the outstanding, and such an incredible human being that understands freedom and flexibility, and I love it, every aspect of it. We want to thank her so much for being here. Put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2. We don't need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together for Shay Samuels. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, <laughs> Shay, to everyone who is just meeting you for the first time, who are you and what do you do? Wow. So uh, my name is Shay Samuels. I'm an inspirational recording artist. I'm an author, motivational speaker, TV and radio personality. But overall, I'm a fun-loving individual. All behind all of the accolades, all of the things that I do to uh, walk out my purpose. I literally am just a regular human being who's learning life every single day. I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, <laughs> which is hard for people to believe. But it's hard for me to believe too. <laughs> I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, and I say it proudly. Um, I, you know, most people that we talk to in the industry, they'll never tell you what they like to do. I'm a basketball player. I'll of being a singer. I love playing basketball. Um, I don't like to read. I'm a person who does not like to read at all. <laughs> I'm an audio-driven individual. But okay. overall, I'm just a fun-loving individual, someone who God has just purpose to be on this world, in this world, to impact people's lives, um, even when I don't feel like it. But that's that's who I am. I'm a coach. I'm a business. Um, we do have a company called Let's Talk Business Consultant Strategy and Coaching Group, LLC. Mm -hmm. So I'm a mm -hmm. business owner as well, founder of that company. Um, and, and we just love to see people really prosper in this world. So that's that's me. That's who I am. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot in one sentence, isn't it easy? <laughs> that was no, no, that, that was a lot. And and it's incredible because you can see mm -hmm. you can unpack it all, but really understand that you are exactly why we have this show. Amen. Because yeah. it is one hundred percent about the person be you know and and you know prestige and i are huge pro wrestling fans and um it has that aspect in pro wrestling where the, the characters that get over the most that are the most successful are, are their personalities just turned up to 11 yeah you know and you know there's also I, I forget which philosopher says you know find what you love in this world and do that and make that a living yeah. um and you're you're doing that you not only found what you love in this world but you found exactly who you are in this world yeah. and you found a way to monetize it yeah um in in a world that really will tell you to be everybody but yourself, but yourself. um will tell you that yourself is not good enough will tell yeah. you that you know um because you don't have the proper photoshop the pictures are not going to look that great um how are you able to maintain this i mean i'll be honest it's super califragilistic uh you know positivity <laughs> Well, let's go back to pro wrestling for just a second. <laughs> yes, I love to go back to pro wrestling. Let's go back to it's pro gonna be, This is a good Friday. <laughs> so I literally just watched a documentary of um, The Rock. 
And mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing. It'll tie into your question, but it was amazing for me to watch this because he came on the scene, but it showed where he was. They were showing a documentary of when he was at, in teenage stage and he was videoing himself being the rock before he was actually the rock. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And so then he came on and I think it was like Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was like the, the belt holder at the time, right. but they became Rock's arch nemesis in the pro wrestling. You guys probably know it more than I do, right. but he knew who he was before he was the Rock. Mm-hmm. And every piece of adversity that could have taken him out, he was watching those steps. He was taking note of those steps and he became the Rock, not overnight, there were some stumbling blocks. There were some ideas that he had that didn't come to fruition. The person that he was looking up to became his arch nemesis. How did that happen? And <laughs> But if it did not happen, he would right. not be back today. And so I, I resonated with that. That whole documentary resonated with me because that's exactly what happened with me. Um, how do I keep it all together? It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. You'll hear my partner, Coach David, talk about this a lot, but it's a lifestyle. When it's in you already, it's mm-hmm. not something you have to work hard to do. Like you wake up trying to get it to stop. <laughs> like bottom line, I wake up some mornings like I just want to have some coffee. I want to have some toast with butter and jelly on it. And I want to be able to watch uh, my favorite cartoon, Bugs Bunny or something like that. But that's not how it works. So when it's a lifestyle, it's something. And, and I have a saying, too, that when you're doing it, and, and honestly, most people don't understand that we all are God's children, regardless of if it's something that you practice or not. It's not a practice. It's just who we are. Right. And right. so when it comes, when it's in you, it's going to come out of you. It's not something you have to work for when your purpose to do something, regardless of if you want to do it in season or out of season it literally is just going to come out of you. So when you're doing it God's way, honestly, the time is always given to you. I look at my things to do list I'm like, how did I go? Do we just cut off, guys? Yes. Okay. He's not, yeah, he's not on. Easy. We can't hear easy. Oh, Lord. I love the interwebs. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta love technology. Um, yeah, because I just, I, I, I just cut, I just cut off too. So like, you were going in, and you were just giving me this great answer, and then out of nowhere, I just lost you. Oh, okay, no problem. I can start over. It's probably gonna be better the second time around, anyway. Yeah, that that is definitely true. All right, let me see where my friend Easy is real quick. Give me a second. Me Sorry. Go off and then come back in. I'm trying to avoid that, (laughs) but give me a second. All right, Easy's back. Hold on. Let's see if I can change some stuff around. All right. Check one, two. Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me? I hear you really good. All right. I hear you exceptionally well. All right, so I hear everything breaking up digitally. I'm breaking up right now to you. On my end. Not on your end. Okay, so Shay hears me. Easy. You okay. Me? Oh boy. Yeah. Good. It's all good. To me, you are. Yeah, I'm a. It's the power. Okay, so it's me. Uh, yeah, hold on. I'm gonna switch. Up. I'm gonna switch devices. Yeah, I'm going to switch devices. Just go on. T- t- 
I'm switching devices. Okay. Switching um, devices. Gotcha. So, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, when Easy comes back, we're just going to reiterate Easy's question. Okay. And we'll just go on from there. Okay. Because, like, thank God this is not live. I can just chop it up and I can just make it look really, really good. Yeah. No that's problem. the best thing I that's the best thing I can do. No problem. You're good. This is this is fine. <laughs> and um, I really and I really am appreciative of your patience. I really am. It's the oh, newbies man. you gotta worry about, Preston. Yeah. It's the prima donnas you gotta worry about. <laughs> <laughs> you are not lying. You are not lying. <laughs> oh my goodness like well wait who are you again <laughs> i'm sorry i said that out loud i feel bad I feel no no it, it's fine it's fine it was funny it, it, was, it was funny it was funny you're recording. all right you're recording all right. <laughs> gotcha all right um all right so i got hello hi all right cool this is good i got two easies on the screen easy Kick out the other one. I'm gonna, I shut off, so I so I I'm shouldn't be on there. Right now, and got it. All right, Shenana guy. All right, cool. So, <laughs> where were we before? Um, easy. If you remember the last question you yeah. said, say that last question. And, okay, and I I'll, got you. I'll, and you'll edit it together. Go back where, where, where she was going. She was really doing where, a great job. Where, yeah, no, it was awesome. Okay, so Ready? three, two, and go. No, that was a super in-depth depth answer. And, and that's what's, what's incredible here is, is because, you know, everyone in a time where we're looking for that quick fix, where we're looking for that, that next thing just to get us to that next level, don't realize that the truth can take yeah. forever to, to kind of come to. Um, and the fact that you have a true understanding of what your calling is. Now, a lot of people, you know, will try to shy away from words and different things like that. We, we're, we're not those people. We, we jump right into those conversations. Um, but, you know, when did it really come to you that this was your calling? Oh, God. Um, yeah. I, you know, I guess at the age of 27, I have a song entitled about me and I say it there. It was about the age of 27. Um, it wasn't mm -hmm. something I was running from. It wasn't something, you know, I didn't have this big old epiphany that God just wanted me to do what I'm doing. I think it was at the age of 27 that I realized that it was what I'm doing my whole life but it's a difference when you like you said earlier in the uh show that it's a difference when you begin to monetize it it's a difference when you begin become known for it it's a difference when it becomes a part of your everyday life as a career it's something completely different um but I've been doing it for a long time the call the, the fact that I understood it to be a call was at the age mm -hmm. of 20. no that that, that is that's awesome because you know there there, there are some people who are, are are hitting 87 and have no idea what their their call or is or just have been so busy and drowned out by the rest of the world they can't really hear it or understand it or it being something completely and totally terrifying that um you know it's like yeah no that's a great call it's just not for me um, <laughs> it's for you and you just pass it off to the person not to the right um now. How, there is a really, I guess, slippery slope, I will say, um, especially when dealing, you know, with spirituality and, and making yourself, making sure you're aligned, right? Yeah. Um, and then how gross and disgusting and, and, and backstabbing and, and horrible um, the entertainment industry is and businesses all together. Yeah. Um, how do you walk that, like, you're, you're kind of dealing with like, it's super sunny and bright out on the right side. And on the left side, it's uh, raining asteroids and yeah. push the person in front of you in front of the asteroid. How do you, how do you maintain being a phenomenal human being in a world of grossness? 
Um, you know, it's hard. I, you know, I try to be as transparent as I possibly can, because when you paint this picture that everything is easy, whenever someone else tries it and it's not, they feel like they failed. So we only know to be transparent when it comes down to the hardship and everything that we do. It wasn't easy. I mean, when mm -hmm. I first came into the uh, industry, it was 2014, although I had been doing it my whole life. I accepted it as industry at, in 2014. And I remember right. just knowing that I had a gift and I wanted to share it with the world, but how many times I was rejected before I even got the yes. I mean, I was rejected a lot. And, you know, these things came back around in time, those people who rejected me in time, but here's what happened when they were rejecting me. I was actually listening to what the reason why they were rejecting me. So when I heard the reasons why they were rejecting me, I actually started taking that in and making note and then creating the platform that I'm on now based off of the rejection. And so I had to start looking at it like, is it really dark or am I accepting it for what it's worth? It's rejection. It could be dark, but here's what they're giving me. They're saying no, because now if I saw it as a rejection, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be where I am today. So I saw that as an opportunity to look at it from a perspective of people got to pay for this information easy. People got to mm -hmm. pay for this. People are, are promoters, connecting with promoters, paying millions of dollars, thousands of dollars to get the information that the rejection mm -hmm. is giving. And so, so when I started seeing it that way, regardless of how dark it looked, I took it and I started to run with it. I said, I'm getting right. this free information by the rejections. And then those same people come back and they are the ones who are asking how, how can we book you? How can we do this? How can we do that? But then there's another side of it too, because then even when you get into it, it's such a competitive environment. And I'm going to tell you guys the Christian side of it, the gospel side of it, whatever the religious side of it is probably the worst. Why? Because that's when mm -hmm. you expect people to be more integral. And so I remember getting so discouraged and I was like, I don't want to do this. If this is what it looks like, I don't want to do this, but I want to share with you guys, there's a scripture that talks about the wheat and the tear. And so I remember mm -hmm. saying, well, how am I supposed to be, you know, I don't want to be in with these people if this is what they're like. And really what I heard was just show up. Revelation was just show up. I will do the mm. city. So that way people will know the difference between who you are and who these other people are. And that's what happened when I went into these dark environments. That's exactly what happened. Was I scared? Yes. Was I fearful? Yes. And I know people are probably like, well, she's not supposed to be. I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm a yeah, human word. being. <laughs> that's it. Well, no, it, it's it's super interesting, and and I think I, I you know you are now the third guest has kind of brought this up, so it kind of means we might have to do an uncensored show uh, on this on this topic. Um, you know, people really do look at like the gospel or the contemporary Christian, um, you know, music and market as you know that people should have higher integrity, yeah. but that just means you're a bad music historian. Like, if we're being honest, you're just being a bad. Aretha Franklin got pregnant as a child, touring with uh -huh. her father, who was a pastor. You know, this is this has been generational trauma that yes. has gone on forever and ever and ever. But because it is, you know, the market of of the good, we don't talk about it. And you know, as as God does state, those things in the dark come to the light. When we don't talk about it, it becomes comes to the light in a very negative way, and we won't talk about it until the next person passes away yeah that is true when when we can start to address these issues now and we can start to, to sit with them and, and and understand look you know there's a reason why jesus stated those without sin can cast the first stone okay not because we are all perfect but because not we are all perfect. imperfect yes that is it that is it and when you go in with that mindset and that was something that had to be taught that's what kept me going easy that's what kept me mm -hmm. going once i realized these people are human beings right and if i allowed it to distract me from what i was called to do again i wouldn't be here so i had to mm -hmm. put blinders on so to speak and most people are like well how could you do that knowing this well guess what my call is completely different 
So that means when I'm looking at these people and when I'm looking at what they're doing, there's a thing that I would need to do on my end to, you know, we say pray for those people type of thing. But to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I hate to say it, it's not really any of my business. Mm-hmm. You know, we say God's going to deal with that thing. God will deal with that thing. But it has nothing to do with the fact that this is what God is calling me to do. So once I keep mm-hmm. my focus on the call, once I keep my focus on my purpose, then I just watch doors begin to open up. And then those people are wondering, well, why in the world does those doors open up for her? That's when I start getting the phone calls. That's when I start getting the shade. That's when I start getting like Mm -hmm. people are looking at me now like, well, who does she think she is? Well, I'm just doing what I'm called to do. So if we all can focus on that and we all focus Mm -hmm. on that again, I wouldn't have met you if I did not do what I'm called to do. And we're, we're worlds apart from one another mm-hmm. because I'm doing what I'm called to do and I'm not distracted by the fluff. I'm not distracted by the people who aren't doing what they're, what they're supposed to do. I end up meeting people like yourself. And so mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. But yeah, probably an uncentered <laughs> conversation that needs to happen with that. There. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely this because it just seems to be that topic that that needs to be spoken about. You know, um, and and anytime I see things a whole bunch of different times, um, I realize that it's something. Yeah, it, it's something that needs to be dealt with. But but I, I also love the fact that you know you said yeah you know as I was growing through this, other people have started to look at me. Um, I talk a lot about you know what unconditional love actually is and what it's like to live in an unconditional love aspect, and that's to love somebody in spite of. In spite of their flaws, in spite of where they fall short, and everybody falls short. I I tell my children all the time, we are human, we are so flawed, we had to invent an eraser. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love it! Yeah, Yeah, I would. So, you know, um, to think that, you know, as as you move forward, you understood you needed to work with, say, people that don't necessarily measure up. Yeah. But you're not making a judgment on them. No. You're allowing the judgment to be by from a creator yeah. instead of from you. Yeah. And you are just look, meeting that person where they are right then and there. Um, yeah. That is what unconditional love is. Yeah. That is setting the boundaries so that you will not be exploited or abused, yes. which is which is needed to do. Yeah. Um, and, but that is, you know, all, but it's also respecting that moment. And then going from there. And I think that's a lot of where we've gotten lost as a species. Uh, You know, it's been more about that, you know, instant gratification. And, you know, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Um, And a lot of people just want to be right. That's it. That's it. I mean, and when you think about it from that perspective, like we are supposed to be examples and that's not necessarily just from a religious standpoint, but we Mm -hmm. should be examples. And so when you do... Uh, treat people a certain type of way there are people who have actually been um you know practiced islam and Mm -hmm. you know i made the mistake of like can i pray with you and they were frustrated no you can't pray with me and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. okay and i said if that's what makes you better if you're not stealing anymore because of Mm -hmm. your faith or belief if you are a good person because of your faith or belief if that's what's making you be more uh, prosperous in this world, why would I negate what you decided to practice? Why well, get mm-hmm. a call back afterwards that nobody has ever spoken to them that way? So when you take the religion out of it and you just know mm-hmm. that our goal is really to just be effective people on this earth while we're here. And our goal is to be a great example. And I'm not right. saying no matter what you practice, but if it makes you better, who am I to judge it? So clearly we have people sitting in the pews every Sunday and they're not good people. Clearly we have people sitting in the pews and they have bad credit. Clearly we have people sitting in the pews and they're going through divorce. So it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. about the religion. It's the person and what they receive, believe and how it transforms or changes their life. And as quickly as you can say, I mean, I'm going to throw a little bit more more, more, more fuel on that fire. As quickly as you can say there are people in the pews, we can also say there are people at the pulpit. And that's the reality because once you get to that pulpit, it doesn't mean you're no longer a person. You're still human. You're still going to fail. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let, you know, and, and, and it's weird. Happy Friday, people. Y'all weren't ready for 
this. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're ready for this on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building. We got Shay Samuels with us on Behind the Brand. Go ahead, Easy. Well, that's, you know, the thing is, is we, we start to then hold people to the higher standards. And, and this is a lot more, yes, it is all globally, the culture. But when you really look at American culture, American culture lives on the pop culture aspect of we are here to build up idols just so that we, because it's so much fun to tear them down. You know, everyone was so super excited when Oops, I Did It Again started to, to peak and, and, and have the Britney Spears story. But that Britney Spears story got so much better when she got crazy and shaved her head and walked into a gas station barefooted and so that we could just pick her apart and tear her down and tear her down but then we would all invest in the in in that that's that redemption story just so we could rip her apart and tear her down again we do these to, to fake people we do these to our neighbors we do this to the whole thing because we are so insecure of ourselves because there are so many standards that are set forth for us that are impossible um you know to to, to own a home by 27 and have you know, 2.5 kids in a, in a picket fence, it, that's, that's not a dream anymore. That's a fantasy, yeah. um, you know, and, and we get wrapped up. And if you don't make that fantasy, what I love about you talking on your show about transparency in the business process, that's why we have this show. We don't tell the story of the mansion that you see on MTV Cribs. We tell the story of the artist that still has to deal with, you know, 17 packs of ramen as you know their their actual meal process but they get up there every single day and they kill it and we've had some incredible stories on here where you know we've had artists that have songs you know in in silicon valley the tv show and and so forth and so on but these are real people yeah. these are not the 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 press that the press monsters that yeah. we're we're but we're bought and sold on yeah. every single day um but yeah but sans all of that, <laughs> now that we've got, now that, that we've completely destroyed everyone's Friday, um, happy St. Patrick's Day, hey, folks. Um, <laughs> man, um, what is the process like going from business? Because like, you are a multifaceted entrepreneur. Um, and each business mindset has to be just slightly different. How can you interweave through? The different facets of your your enterprise because you are an enterprise yeah we are we are shout out to the beyond the fence family uh shout out to uh the founder david benson we are an enterprise beyond the fence enterprise is our label name and we have and comprised of multiple businesses within that um so like I said, it has to be a lifestyle, the way that it's set up for us. I mean, we're booked for anything regarding motivational speaking, transformational speaking to being booked right now where we did a tour last year, um, but it's all about prioritizing. Um, we know that the foundation of our revenue is going to be the company, the consulting company. And so that's our primary focus. And how we go from that is we find people when our clients come in, we have an opportunity to talk about our workshops. We have an opportunity to talk about our books we have an opportunity to say watch us on tv watch us or listen to us on the radio show um we just have an opportunity to share our music even on the platforms that we use to promote our business we utilize our own music beds our tracks for music beds and other people's tracks for music beds um, we host interviews on Tuesday evenings, and it gives us an opportunity to promote our business, promote our music. And so we utilize our platform to the fullest. Um, we do believe that you do have to pay your own way. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like it's not as hard as it was back in the day to get a deal or I mean, think about it. All artists now can just go on to any digital outlet and put their music up there. It's what you do. With 59 <laughs> A year for the rest of your life. Yeah. $59.99. So you can go on any digital platform and put your music up. So we utilize our platform in that way. But how we go in between, because it's our lifestyle, it just comes out of us naturally. So when we're working in one aspect, it allows us to talk about everything else that we do because it's all coming together. That's 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 awesome. And and I love, you know, 
from a building prospect. Now, now we'll get into different metaphors. I love metaphors, but from a building prospect, you know, people just look at one avenue of who they are or their career, and that's that's what it is. But they don't understand that there's so many different facets. So if you take that one facet and you layer it on, and you layer it on, and you layer it on, yeah. it's much stronger. I mean, the, the it was the phenomenal really? philosopher, you know, the absolute phenomenal philosopher who uh, wrote the movie Three Ninjas, um, and they said, you know, a finger is very weak. So you can you can pull a finger, you can break a finger, but if you take those five fingers and you bring them together, you make a fist, and a yes. fist is one of the most powerful things out there. Um, so you can do that with the talents you have into yourself, turning that single talent into a fist yes. to go out there, and it's one of the strongest things that, that you can do. Um, was this something that you've always been, or was this – I feel like there's an incredible story on like how this moment of enlightenment happened. And we're just kind of tap dancing around it. And I kind of want to get to the meat and potatoes. So I did have the opportunity to give my daughters over to my grandmother, to their grandmother, to my mother. And I decided against it. So I knew that I was already considered a statistic, but I just said, I want to do more. I wanted to do more. And that's always been in me, though. So I I decided um, at the age of 16 that I was going to keep my children. Um, My second daughter, I was really going to abort her. And I promise you, I want to... Uh, speak to somebody today because this might be your situation. I don't know, but I was going to abort her. And I remember getting on a subway at the age of 17 by myself, no money. I didn't think this through, but I had a job where I was like saving money to just travel to New York City to get this abortion. And when I got there, I was actually a day late. Mm-hmm. I mean, a day late. So it, it so I, I went back, I was hungry. Um, but I knew for a fact that this was something that, you know, I didn't know God, I didn't have a relationship with God. I was raised in the church, but didn't have a true relationship. But now that I look back on it, it was something that needed to happen. So as a young mother, I literally just did everything I possibly could do to stick with my children. So my backstory Mm -hmm. is just that I was a young mother and, um, I went through common things that most young teenagers go through. I was very hard on myself because I had two children at such a young age. I had a great support system, but they were hard on me back then. And parents, we're not like that with our children now. But my mother, she was very hard on me. And um, there were things that she just wouldn't make easy for me. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't like her for it, but I love her now because of it. Um, But that's my backstory. At the age of 21, I was like, I didn't want to go back and forth between houses like my mom was doing with me. And so Mm -hmm. what I did, I actually purchased my first house at the age of 21. And again, people didn't know how that could happen with me because I had people older than me that literally was like trying to do the same thing and they couldn't, but there was favor even then. Um, I didn't have a skill set. I was working off of a high school diploma at the time. And a lot of people knew that I had the tenacity to work, the diligence to work. But let's be honest, I didn't have the skill. So I ended up volunteering my time wherever I thought I wanted to be. So if it was loan officer, I went and volunteered my time there. If it was administrative Mm -hmm. assistant, I went and volunteered my time there. So a part of my teenage career was spent just volunteering my time. I didn't know going forward that this would help to build my resume because people would actually say that. So my backstory really is I was just a single mother, um, really no direction. I knew I had something on the inside of me, but nobody to help me pull it in. And so again, every time someone rejected, I want to share this story though, because it's kind of funny at the age of 14, before I even had kids at the age of 14, I remember there was a program called Summer Youth Program. I don't know if you've ever heard of that program, but it's a Mm -hmm. summer youth program where kids can actually work for the summer at some type of recreational environment. And so as a kid, the the way that you qualify for this program is through your parents' income. So my mom, Mm -hmm. she made way too much money for me to even be a part of this program. So I have to be honest with you and say I was so interested in the program that I lied to the employer that I was working for to tell him Mm -hmm. that I was part of this program. And I went back to my kindergarten school to do this. And so I ended up getting an opportunity with this young, with this older gentleman who allowed me to come in and help file um, folders for him. And so I did this Mm -hmm. for, and when it was time for him to pay me, he said, I can't find your name on this pay roster. (laughs) 
I didn't think through to that point, but he said, I can't find your name on this pay roster. And I said, well, don't worry about it. I don't need to be paid for it. And he said, well, there's a such thing as child labor laws. He said, so I can't just keep you here like that. And he goes, well, were you ever on it? And I told him, I said, I actually wanted the position so bad that I said I was with the summer youth program so you could give it to me. But that's tenacity. You know, we don't right. have where everybody now you want to you want it it's my money and i want it now nobody wants to work to be qualified nobody wants to study to show themselves approved so again my backstory is i was a young mother but even before then i still had the tenacity and determination to be something more in life and when i became a mother it gave me the willpower um, and really the empowerment feeling empowered to want to do more for my children so I worked, I put myself through school, um, bought my own mm -hmm. vehicle, again, bought my first house at the age of 21. And it's not to brag, but it's just to say my backstory became my future and, and where I am today. Well, and, and it's really interesting, too, because, you know, really the, the highest uh, thing in there, like, yes, the house of 21 is amazing and all that kind of stuff. But while having a child and then having another child, you were still able to get your high school diploma. Yes. Like that and 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 you did state and 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 you know I, I like to clear things up. So you did state it was a high school diploma, not yes. not, was, not the other one, which, which is dope which is dope as well. And if that is what someone you know has and has earned, um yeah. then that's fine. But you know, there is a distinction um there as well. And 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 you did it in a time that uh, you did it at a time where it was not a theme that you would hear regular without, say, child death or, you know, incarceration or something along those lines in that story as well. Um, you know, as someone who, who grew up in a single parent household, I say I, I grew up in one before it was cool. Um, you know, I, I fully understand, you know, my mom, my mom didn't have me as young as, as you had your children. You know, my mom had me at 20, but it was really myself and her kind of growing up the, the different aspects of it. I remember when I turned 20 and my mom looked at me, and goes, yeah, you're now the age I was when I had you. And I was like, oh, God, um, yeah. I, I. I was, I was going to go out and get drunk tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, my daughters, when they were, when they turned 15, because I was pregnant at 15 and had mm -hmm. her at but my whole life was kind of up until that point, like, I don't want them to be in my situation. Mm -hmm. So there were things that I pushed back to the burner because I didn't want it to happen to them, but it mm -hmm. caused me to negate other aspects of their lives. But I'm looking at them at the age of 15, 16 and 17. And I'm thinking, how did I do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it is so super, super interesting. And, and now you know, even more with, you know, the, the generational traumas and, you know, the parents that were or are or were acting from a place of love that also really comes from a place of hurt. You know, there, there, there are, you know, I, I say it, you know, with my, with my kids all the time, you know, uh, there are generations out there that don't understand the differences and they were, they were, tr they were taught and they were trained to, to, to hate because um it was fear um yes. uh, you know and and there are those those points you know there was points in time where certain people you know say oh what do you want to be when you grow up for the parent wouldn't be able to tell them they could be anything they wanted to be. yes you know be, and not because they didn't believe in the child just because they understood no. how much pain right but yes. they also understood how much pain and and how much how, how much hardship that child would have to go through to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish you know, you see that every day with parents who, you know, kid goes, mom, dad, I want to be a musician. Uh, yeah. And they go, no, no, yeah. don't do that. Because, you know, you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. And you don't want that for your child. You want your child to be secure. You want your child to be, you know, better than you want your yeah. child to have an easier life than you had. Yeah. Um, so there are those those points of trauma where you speak from. And, you know, you do it from a loving point of view, but it also could be clipping the wings of your child. Yeah. And you really have to be careful to navigate that line. Um, how have you been able to um, go through the life of being a parent, but then also be in this weird, wacky world of entertainment? 
Um, you know, I think uh, that's a loaded question. Um, it totally is. Um, I actually had the privilege of starting in the industry when my kids were older. So my daughter okay. is 27 years old now. And I think, again, I talked about timing earlier. Timing is everything. So this wasn't like they were, you know, a year old and a two year old. And I had one in mm -hmm. the holster and one in the car seat. And we're going into events, midnight parties or uh, bike parties because I wasn't always I wasn't always an inspirational artist I mean I was in the clubs at one point actually doing like biker shows <laughs> in in Philadelphia Same. In <laughs> Same. and so um so I wasn't that mother but my daughters were older so I, you know I came in at a time where they were they were able to help more you know they were help they were able to help mm -hmm. spread spread the word they were able to help spread the music uh, I could tell you one of the downfalls that I had though when I would get on radio I would forget to say thank you to them I mean I was like we were so close to everything that it was always like mm -hmm. I'm giving a shout out to everyone else and I forgot to give them a shout out but I, I got in at a time where they were old enough to be more of a support system and a backing when I had the events they were the ones helping behind the scenes they were the ones at the registration table they were the ones that were helping to decorate they were the ones helping to get the word out to their friends so I think I got into that a good time it, I didn't have that now my grandchildren's a whole different story <laughs> my grandchildren and I'll have to show you some pictures behind the scenes but seeing my grandchildren mimic everything that I do so you know again the Bible says train a child is in the ways that you go and when they're older they will never depart from it so my daughter my granddaughters at one and three they are literally mimicking everything that they see so when my speaker comes mm -hmm. out it's gotten to a point where I've had to buy them their own mini speakers so when that speaker comes out they know that it's rehearsal time I've had to right. buy their own likes um because that's where they are so they're actually the ones that are in rehearsals with me they're the ones that's kind of preparing mm -hmm. while we have these events when we're doing our conferences they're the ones that are there and they see what we're doing and they right. literally mimic everything that we're doing so i think this is a good time for them it's a really good time it's a good time for me to say WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. We have Shea Samuels with us on Behind the Brand. Continue easy. Well, no, it, it's super interesting, and I love how, you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, you, you forget to thank, thank the kids. I, I do that all the time. Um, I always forget to thank my children and they, they, they might come to me one day and be like why didn't you thank me i said i gave you life that's good enough exactly uh, <laughs> you know but it, it, it is you know i've i've been doing this entertainment stuff pretty much since i was like eight years old i'm not even gonna gonna lie and pretend i've been in and out of the entertainment industry forever ever i lost a commercial to fred savage and i hate him for it forever oh, I, you know oh yeah yeah no i don't like that guy me and him we don't talk <laughs> Um, you know, but, you know, and, and been doing, been writing music since I was like 14 years old, you know, playing it professionally at 16 out there doing, do, do, doing weird, wild and wacky things. Um, and you know, I've had in full custody of, of my twins since they were three and a half years old. Um, Congrats. and you know, this, you know, everyone that ever asked me, they're like, how do you split, split the two? It's not like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Like I'm just this person all day. Um, so, you know, and I would have to bring them, you know, uh, prestige has seen it. You know, when we were, we were on another radio station, I would bring them into the studio and they would have like their little, uh, you know, books on tape that they could, yeah. you know, be, be listening to, or they'd be figuring out how the sound system works, wow. you yeah. know, and, and, or, or going to, to Vic's, uh, you know, horizon studio and, you know, asking Vic a million and a half questions. You know, and and me and me hoping Vic isn't gonna like you know suffocate one of them with a pillow. Uh, you know, because look, man, five year olds can ask questions. Um, you know, but you know, and now you know they're, they're thirteen, and you know my 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 youngest plays for the all city band on drums, right. and I tell them all the time, you know, but even you know to to try to tell them that we don't live a regular lifestyle, we don't live that normal lifestyle. You know, you can't go in pool on Monday and go, what do you mean your dad didn't take you to the recording studio? <laughs> you know, or I, I remember that when the Temptations played on the green, 
the, my youngest tried again at like four and a half years old oh tried God. to run up the stage on to get on the stage yeah. and security's like you can't do that he goes no it's fine my dad does this so it's good and I'm like, not on this level, son. Not on. The- I appreciate that. I appreciate, but I'm not. I'm not that good. I'll be honest. Like, I'm not. I'm not there. Um, so it's it's it is definitely a totally different type of experience when you go through and and when you can see that. And it does also get terrifying because I know the hardships. I know, you know, I know what it was like not to eat for a month and a half because you know it was more important to pay studio fees. You know, I, I, I don't want that for, yeah. for, for them at all, Yeah. you know, but I also know that it's, uh, you know, if it's in you, <laughs> you, I mean, you can you resist do. it. You do what you yeah. have to do. You do what you have to do, but it's not like you're giving your meals up because you're on drugs or you're not giving your right. meals up because you, you have to determine whether or not, I mean, we work with seniors and sometimes they have to determine whether or not they're going to pay their rent versus their prescription. Mm-hmm. So you're giving it up because you understand you have more um, confidence in what you're able to produce. You might not have confidence in the people you're producing it for, but you know that this is worth it. It's great. It's a great investment. People invest in stock all day long. They don't know what they're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, if you want to be, if you want a a comedic feel to it, you can waste money on food and it not be good. Yeah, and and, and uh, you know people will invest money in other uh, in in strangers. Yeah, you know all the time. You know, look, I, I, and again, I don't pour salt in anyone else's hustle. Like what you want to like, enjoy what you want to enjoy. But you spend that five hundred dollars to see shit nosebleed for Beyonce. I'm sure it's a heck of a show that yeah. that that you watched an ant on stage, and you're watching it really on on a TV screen. But you won't show out that five or ten dollars to go see your local artist, to go see that next Beyonce, to invest on that ground thing, you know, and it's because we, we are always told never really to invest in ourselves, or at least not substantially invest in ourselves. You know, we are told you have to be like the Joneses and you have to have the coolest car, but that's a superficial investment instead of investing in your soul and investing in the thing that really drives you. You yeah. know, uh, you know, we have a whole bunch of people that are a whole bunch of miserable out there right now, um, and it, and it's it's because they feel irrelevant. Um, yeah. And if we can learn to invest in ourselves and build up ourselves, then yeah. we will start to see that relevancy that we truly crave. You know, and that's why, you know, it's really interesting because I've had many conversations with a lot of spiritual people, um, and I say, you know, I don't necessarily understand uh, why the corporate and I will say the corporate church has such an issue with the LGBTQ plus community because the first time I really saw a godly unconditional love was watching queer eye on Netflix. And you watch these five strangers come together and shower an individual with unconditional love for two weeks straight. And you watch that person's life change for the better. So how can there be a How can God not love a community that God has showed me his love, her love, through that community. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm on my soapbox now. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're making everybody mad about it. <laughs> Look, they weren't expecting this, so it's just kind of, it's real. It's Karen and it's behind the brand. So it's basically, you know, it is, it is what it is. I mean, we can't say that in front of a lot of people, unfortunately, because so many people, again, I, I echo a lot of what David says, because sometimes, like, this is how we talk every day. And so David mm-hmm. always is like you you we're not we're not gods like you can't get upset god does god's job you know so who are we to actually like and and let, and you get people who are so offended when they go through something and they're all oh, want to be more like god i want to be more like christ i want to be more like this but if you know uh, you know biblically what that what jesus went through um to be who you know what you know you wouldn't even there are people who complain about car breaking down I mean, if you want to mm-hmm. go, I mean, Jesus was whipped and stoned and lied on. And mm-hmm. um, I had to tell someone the other day, I was like, even when he was born, there was no limousine that came out because his mother was pregnant. And I was like, look what he was born in. But we get upset right. over, you know, what you were just talking about. And so it's just a reason for us to become, and I say us, but it's a reason for the culture of it to right. be more judgmental and upset. And that's kind of where we are today. 
And that's what David and I, we really try to work with people to break the monotony of judgment, to break the monotony of anger, to break the monotony of those who are discouraged because of what you're saying. So people don't want to go out and read it and research for themselves. They'd rather hear mm-hmm. the anger of everyone else. It's like, um, I don't know if you've in Virginia, there's a, there's a, uh, <laughs> there's a, um, um, a park it's called, um, I can't even think of it right now, but it, it's, a, it's a park, a theme park there. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I'll get Bush it. Gardens? No, yeah, it's, Bush Gardens? No, it's not Bush Gardens. It's King's um, Dominion. King's, yes, it's King's Dominion. Thank you. I knew it was in my... When I, <laughs> when I, I went there one Dr. summer. Dr. Google. Yeah, I went there one summer, and to be honest with you, there were a group of people who just started running. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what they were running for, but they just started running. We saw them run, so we ended up running. To find out mm-hmm. they stopped, but they said, once we start running, watch everybody else, do, they'll start running. Right. And it became kind of like this phenomenon where people just started running. You just mm-hmm. run and people run. And that's what happens with the world. It's not just Christianity. What happens mm-hmm. is when people start running, everybody else starts running. Forrest right. Gump, what did he do? He just started running and running and running and he kept running and unfortunately we're actually running towards the end of the show the 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 apollo curtain is starting to be pulled um but right now we want to give this opportunity for you um to 100 tell people how they can get in touch with you how they can link up with you advertise anything you have coming up it has been an honor and a privilege and i do feel like this is going to be a long very interesting uh, relationship of 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 multi multi multifaceted not yes I love I it. we'll see you guys on the other side well again my name is Shay Samuels inspirational recording artist you can connect with me on Instagram at officially Shay Samuels on Facebook at Shay Samuels and on um, LinkedIn at Shay Samuels as well um, you can book anything Shay Samuels at beyondthefence.org that's b e y o n let me spell it again, B-E-Y-O-N-D-A-F-E-N-C-E.org or SheaSamuels.com. You can book anything related to our business consultation. Um, if you are a new business, structuring your business, if you have a vision for a business at aboutbuildingleaders at gmail.com and one of our coaches will get back to you and also catch us every single day, every single day or Sunday at Beyond the Radio, on Beyond the Radio. You can reach out to us at Beyond the for that information as well. Shay, thank you so much for being part of the broadcast. We appreciate you. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. And this has been Behind the Brand on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, New Haven. Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know